space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Resurgence. Her mission? To explore strange new ideas. To seek out new ethos, new inspirations. To boldly look within for the betterment of all. Security log, Stardate 85892.6. We have completed the inspection and ensured that all harvesters have been dismantled. As far as the kidnappers know, we are leaving the underground tunnels. I only hope they don't discover the truth until it's too late. Colonel Balaron, move your soldiers to the other side of the tunnel. When I give the signal, we go in firing. Are you kidding me? Have you forgotten that Tan's mother might be in there? She'd be caught in the crossfire. That's a risk we'll have to take, Lieutenant Commander. <sighs> yes, sir. Actually, no. I'm afraid no risks will be taken today. Gentlemen. How nice of you to join us. You traitor! Oh, don't be foolish, Starfleet. This couldn't possibly be a complete shock. Oh, for the love of the prophets, of course not. We all suspected in the backs of our minds that you were going to betray us, because that is what always happens, isn't it? Nobody is loyal or trustworthy anymore. Selfish and greedy, all. Well, he's a dramatic badgerin. Uh, come, let us have a chat. After we liberate those sidearms from you. This way. Let me guess, you're going to tell us an epic tale about resisting your evil government for the good of all Kilarun kind. Oh, and you happen to have the aid of some extra-dimensional, godlike entity that wants to make your world a better place. Pardon? No. We just want money. It's greed. Uh, Colonel, I take it you got your hands on the USS Constitution's mobile shield emitter? Very good, Commander. Please, gentlemen, have a seat on that bench there. It's out the back of a downed troop transport. How nice. First of all, we are not going to tell you anything more about our plans, past or future. That is just stupid. Right. 
you will sit here and wait for what must be done to be done, and then you may do as you wish. For we will no longer need you or the others. Where's Miss Tan? (laughs) Well, at least they didn't kill us. They don't exactly seem like the most honorable bunch of terrorists. They want to wait for us to escape. Then they'll kill us. That was my thought, too. No guards, just a force field. They must want something only we have access to. They already have hostages for ransom. Right, but they don't need us for that. The colonel and his men wouldn't have led us all the way here just to be traded back for money. All right. Okay, so they want to see how we escape, and then follow us. Follow us back to your shuttle, maybe? Hmm, perhaps. They wouldn't have access to the shuttle, and they don't know Snyder and Tan are there. Well, they probably do, though. Balaron would have informed them. Right. They had maybe what? Six people? Counting Marido, yes. Who? The resistance leader, remember? Balaron told us his name a few hours ago. Oh, right. Man, I'm so tired. Well, we can't rest now. We must get out of here. Stone to Starfleet Embassy. They would have made sure to have a subspace jammer. Damn. Well, what about digging through the dirt and rock? We could get to the other side of the force field and signal the runabout for assistance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, maybe. I'm just trying to figure out why they left us here. Well, you said it yourself. To follow you to the capital city, and then the runabout. Us. Us? Right. Us. To follow us to the capital city, of course. But it's your ship, not mine. They don't need me. You're the one with the command codes. You're right. They don't need you. So why did they keep you alive? What are you suggesting, Commander Nivu? They didn't take our comm badges because they had a jammer. They took both of our phasers but left us here without guards. What does that have to do with anything? Miss Tan was never here, was she? She had to have been kept elsewhere because Morito knew we were coming. Because Balaran had told him. Yes, of course. And? But why would Morito want to escape Kelrun on my runabout? Surely he could find any other ship. And why now? Why not earlier? Because he's a crazy terrorist. (laughs) Of that I have little doubt. But I don't think that's it at all, you see. I don't think they want my runabout. I think they want something else. I think they want to know what I know. About what? Well, let's look at the evidence. Miss Tan is not here. In fact, this whole chamber looks like it was set up to be a temporary holding cell. Not some last-stand hideout of a radical leader. This was all created for my benefit. Or diversion, I should say. You mean a conspiracy? One of the highest echelon. In order for Colonel Bellerin to be so close to both Merido and Chancellor Shines's high command, both sides must be working together. <laughs> That's preposterous, Nivu. Then where is she? Not here! Exactly! That doesn't mean anything! They could have her somewhere else, Commander. I propose that she was never kidnapped. I propose that Miss Tan and the other diplomats volunteered for a mission, solely to gauge the response of the Federation and Starfleet. So let me get this straight. 
You think the Kelleron government colluded with Ambassador Tan's wife to concoct a vast, convoluted conspiracy of kidnapping and treason, simply to get you to come to this world for... For what purpose exactly? I think there were never any real harvesters left after the previous inspection overseen by Lieutenant Bashir and Chief O'Brien. I don't think this world is plagued by some gang of kidnappers seeking money and glory. I don't think Miss Tan is in any danger. Is that right? Is there anything else you think? Yes, there is. Just one more thing. I believe that the Kelleroon government wants me out of the way, out of touch from Chief Tan and Lieutenant Snyder, so that Starfleet Command can interrogate them about whatever it was I failed to find out. Dad. There, hold on. Where's my mother? And Nuvi? Mr. Tan, sir. I apologize for the deception. We needed your son isolated from his crew. Where's the other one? Who? Your pilot. Is he still on the runabout? What is the meaning of this, Colonel? You wanted to see your mother, Chief. Your wife, Ambassador. There she is. I'm so... What so... is going on? You found her? Dad, they've never had her. All right, you weird-haired bastards, you better start talking. Or what? You'll lecture us to death? Who is this loser? An associate. <sighs> An associate. Marion, tell me. Tell me you got lost or, or something. Lou, Freddy. For your I... own safety, we are taking you into custody. For... Oh, you just wait till Chancellor Shin this finds out. I am truly sorry for this. Chief Tan, Ambassador Tan, as we speak, a Kelleron warship is approaching the runabout in orbit. What is going on? Why are you doing this? Commander Stone will explain when he arrives. Ah, didn't have to tell the kid about that. Stone's in on this too. Stay back. Dad, stay by me. What about your mother, son? She made her choice. Snyder, get out of here. The clear on military. Snyder to Tan, what's going on? No time to explain, Snyder. Dad, get Mom out of. No. Relax. He's only stunned. My son. He is only stunned, right? I, I think so, sir. His new stun settings are tricky to learn. You better hope Starfleet doesn't find out about this, Chancellor. We. Had no choice. The Kelleron are working with me, Ambassador. And so is your wife. What are you talking about? And who are you working for, Commander Stone? Starfleet Security. It's all very complicated, but we believe your son may be involved with a conspiracy to usurp the chain of command and bring about a coup. Security Chief's log. I don't even remember what stardate it is. I had to make a very difficult decision yesterday. Join Commander Stone in his crusade against two of my fellow officers, or commit an act of insubordination that may get me court-martialed. The truth is, 
I don't really know Chief Tan or Lieutenant Snyder very well. I know Commander Stone even less. So, I told him as long as my crewmen were treated with respect, I would go along with his interrogation. Then Snyder decided to escape and take the runabout to warp. The Kelrun warship dispatched to stop him lost him near the Tholian border, which is odd because that's the opposite direction he should be going. Maybe Stone was right. Maybe Snyder is a traitor. Personal log supplemental. A computer virus, no doubt somehow planted by the Kelleran resistance, has infected the Mississippi's astro-navigation systems. As a result, I have wandered into Tholian space. But at least I outran the Kelleran ship. I've resisted the urge to send out a distress call in case the Tholian ship reaches me first, but I know at least the Telerian Republic is nearby. I just hope I can find a way to them without the computer's navigation array. Despite all this, my biggest concern is for my crewmates. Chief Freddy Tan's personal log. I'm surprised they let me keep my comm badge to make these logs. I guess they, I can't do much with it besides that. Who am I going to call? I've been imprisoned for two full days. They keep asking me about my transporter logs and various admirals in Starfleet. And I keep telling them I don't know what they're talking about. I overheard Commander Stone let slip that he wanted the Kellyan interrogators to ask about the Promoxians. I don't know why Stone would go through all that trouble just for the, that information. Maybe he's gunning for something else. Or someone else. Maybe he's trying to get that information out of me to use against somebody. But I genuinely cannot help him. I'm just glad Snyder escaped. And Nuvi, but I hope I don't see him before I get back to the resurgence. Enter. Commander. Sir. How was your surely? I do not wish to talk about it, sir. Yes, you must be annoyed. You called me sir twice in the same day. So, what can I do for you? I do not think there is anything you can do. It is something I have to deal with on my own. I meant, why the hell have you come to my quarters after hours, Commander? <sighs> General Topek has made contact. I see. Does he have a lead on his daughter? No. Terran is still missing. But he has news about Alpha Centauri. The Proximans have returned and have begun fencing off the planet's wilderness. They have reclaimed all that remains untouched by physical humanoids. You have been with us four days, Chief Tan. Are you ready to cooperate? Yes. Excellent. Who are you working for? My mother. Pardon? How did you get her to go along with this? Chief, your mother is a patriot of the Federation, as is your father. They have no desire to see you hurt, nor do they wish ill will against their homeland. They both simply want the truth. 
Had we approached Ambassador Tan, your father, first, he would have agreed to the same plan as your mother, for the good of the Federation. Something tells me they don't know the whole plan. No, of course not, Chief. National security and all. So, are you ready to talk? Hmm. Great. A few months back, before the resurgence disembarked from Earth's space dock, you erased the transporter data for one Lieutenant Snyder on Stardate. <laughs> Excuse me, but I don't think treason is all that humorous, Mr. Tan. Is this... is this all for that? You could have gotten that from my personal logs. I would have just given you that information if you'd have just asked. I see. Well then, why did he you- He wanted to surprise his girlfriend with a personal ring. <laughs> At least that's what he told me. Guess I should have known. Then, you're not working with Snyder to undermine Starfleet? Of course not. How did we even- <laughs> Wow. How did you ever make the rank of commander? <clears throat> I am still your superior officer. Get me out of here, commander. And I expect a subpoena from Jack. Chief Tan, unfortunately we were not able to detain Snyder for questioning. He escaped with the Mississippi. Without him, we only have your word against high-ranking officials in Starfleet security and intelligence. I don't know anything about undermining Starfleet. I'm just a transporter operator. Very well. Crewman, get this man some medical attention, fast. Just one thing, Chief. What about Snyder? You may have bought his lie, but we have multiple witnesses and sources indicating that he met with at least one flag officer while he was on ESD. And the medical officer who treated him for his... flu is a known alcoholic with a lot of debt with the Ferengi Alliance. <clears throat> You'd have to ask him. Now take me to my father. Computer, ETA to Federation space? 70 minutes, 13 seconds. Whew, thank God. Alert. Talarian vessel on intercept course. Great, they can take me to the rest of the- Federation shuttle, lower your shields and come to a full stop. You are being taken into Republic custody. What? Why? We have a treaty. Ah! Oh, what is that? Federation shuttle, report. I can't, I can't hear anything, but- Federation shuttle, prepare to be boarded. I, I, I hear you. I understand. Message sent. Estimated time to arrival at destination, two days, 14 hours. We're approaching the rendezvous point, Commodore. Great. I look forward to meeting the Bellati for the first time. Scan for nearby vessels. One bloody spacecraft, thousand kilometers to port, Commodore. Hail them, Mr. Vanor. Hailing frequencies open. Bellotti spacecraft, this is Commodore Ownsby of the Federation Starship Resurgence. 
on behalf of Starfleet and the Federation, greetings and well met. They are responding, audio only. Put them through. Well met, Commodore. I am Domin Razaligo of the Pilati. We look forward to discussing many things with you in the near future. Message waiting. Access and play message. Transliterating text to voice. General Tapek, I have found your daughter. Coordinates. Enclosed. Bring help. Computer, hail the resurgence. Ensign Cadmas Esposito. Captain's Log, Sorted 85911.8. We are following the Balati vessel back to their homeworld, which will take a few hours at low warp. In the meantime, we will handle first contact proceedings aboard the Resurgence. The Federation has known about their proximity to Federation space for some time, but due to their relatively low technology levels, we have to wait for them to reach out to us. Commodore, the Belotti are hailing us again, sir. <clears throat> Open a channel. Yes, sir. This is Commodore Anders Ownsby of the Federation Starship Resurgence. Am I speaking once again with Domin Razaligo? This is he, Commodore. And I must say, your translation capability is remarkable. Our computing technology indeed impresses even myself sometimes. Ah, yes. I look forward to experiencing this. Transporting. We're four in total, standing central on our bridge. We await this. Transport. I will need a moment to get to our transporter room, Domen. Take your time, Commodore. We're a patient people. Andre, you're with me. Yes, sir. Ensign Brooks, energize. Yes, sir. Oh, Commodore, that was exhilarating. Please, call me Anders. Anders, what does this mean? It's my given name. Some Federation cultures have multiple names. A given birth name and a family or house or clan name. I see. And you are now extending a claw to me. What does this mean? <laughs> I do apologize. It's a custom on our world. It's a greeting, see. That is very interesting, Anders. We have nothing like this on my world. We only touch one another for three reasons. To feed, make love, and fight. <laughs> well, I don't want to do any of those things right this moment. 
Let me introduce those whom I have chosen to represent Starfleet and the Federation in our conference. This is Lieutenant Andrevik, and this is Counselor Yabara. Oh, so beautiful. Thank you. Anders, Saibara, and Trejav. <laughs> you can call me Andre, sir. You must tell me, how many species are in this federation of yours? I do not believe any of you are the same. Indeed. I believe we are approaching 200 member worlds. But many of them are colonies of the core worlds. I, myself, am Cation. My people come from the planet Kate. But I was adopted at a very young age and raised on Earth, the founding planet of the Federation and Starfleet. I am Helian. My people are natural empaths. You are empathic? Oh, I'm sorry, but the bloody are private people. Oh, don't worry. I can only sense the emotions of those I touch. Oh, I see. Well, that is good. I suppose if we were feeding, making love, or trying to kill each other, we would already know how the other feels. <laughs> Shall we make our way to the conference room? Ah, yes, please, by all means. This way. I must confess, Sanders, we had not expected to meet someone as agreeable as you. That is why we did not want to meet near our homeworld. Our ancient historical records show that an alien race invaded our planet many centuries ago, devastating the surface and making it uninhabitable. As you may imagine, we are very cautious. You're subterranean. We are. Oh, pardon my manners. I almost forgot to introduce my own delegation. This is Domen Blonag, Clever Doreb, and Dr. Little. Curious. You felt the need to bring a medical officer aboard? Little is more than just a physician, Anders. He's a scientific genius. Should you have any questions about our species biology or the atmosphere of our world, he would be the best person in my council to ask. It is my honor to serve. Very well. Uh, we probably won't fit within a single turbolift. I advise Rosligo, Lauti, Doreb, and myself to take the first lift. The second will be right behind it. That is fine by me, my good Commodore. So, Domen Blonog, what does the title Domen mean? It is a poor translation on part of your communication devices. Decamelon is the actual word, and it roughly means overseer of sustenance. Interesting. Domen Roslego, how are you enjoying the food? <clears throat> Delicious, Anders. Federation food is... Mm, so good. <laughs> you haven't touched any of the vegetables or fruit. Uh, none of you have. Are you carnivores? Oh, no. No, not at all. We've just been living under the ground for so long. Greenhouses do not do well down there. We have cattle, which provides our meat and dairy, and we have sweets, 
No vegetation besides the occasional cave algae, fungi, or moss. But most of the Peloti do not eat that. <laughs> I don't blame them. <laughs> well, we've uh, answered so many of your questions about the Federation and the galaxy at large, but we still know very little about you. Tell us, what kind of government do you have? I believe you would call it a caste system. Oh, worry not, Anders. We do not have slaves or anything like that. It is based on survival. Those who have lived closest to the surface are more resistant to the radiation that permeates our planet. They are traditionally the ones who lead our people, because they typically leave the underground to forage or explore, or, like you see today, take flight and engage in diplomacy. We are also less likely to develop mental disabilities due to the radiation. And the Baloti who live lower down, closer to the hot mantle, are more suited for geological work. There are miners, archaeologists... Ditch diggers! Yes, but that is where they are best suited for survival. They're not so far of the radiation or the cold for very long. Trust me, they understand their purpose. I'm sure once we get to your world and see it for ourselves, everything will make sense. Commander, sensors are picking up a Starfleet shuttlecraft half a sector to port. The trajectory indicates it's coming from the general direction of Kelleron. Try to hail them. This is Lieutenant Commander Nivu aboard the shuttle Everett 1. Please respond. This is Commander Kamarta. It is good to hear from you, Commander Nivu. We can only afford to briefly drop out of warp as we are well on our way to Belotti Prime. Be ready. Understood, Commander. Ready when you are. Commander, report. We've been at warp nearly four hours. We'll be at the Belotti station in half an hour. We're dropping out of warp to take on Nivu shuttle. Oh, and General Topek wants us to help him find his daughter. Does he have a lead? According to Esposito, he does. He claimed he got an encrypted signal burst from near the Tholian border. I told him we cannot stop first contact for that. Yes, we can. Sir? The resurgence is made up of three ships. Just engage multi-vector mode and take Resurgence B to collect General Tapek and then head back. I'll send Devale on Resurgence C to the coordinates near the border where the signal came from. Yes, sir. I just thought you'd want to keep the ship and the crew together since we're dealing with so much. The first contact, Nivu and the others. Take Resurgence B, Kamata. Take whoever you need. Kiori, you're with me. Security Team 1 to Resurgence B. All hands, prepare for multi-vector separation. Security Team 1 to Resurgence B. All hands, prepare for multi-vector separation.
is going on? Multi-vector mode is what we call the process where we separate the resurgence into two or three distinct chips. You can do that. Come to the window. Kamarta must be going to investigating General Tapek's daughter after all. She should have taken me. The girl's gonna need counseling. Magnificent! We could only dream of our ship's penis. Spectacular! Perhaps one day they will be. Yes, perhaps. I'm sure Commodore Onsby wouldn't mind hammering out some details regarding technology trades. I doubt we have anything to offer the likes of you. Ah, I see we're all back from recess. Hope I didn't keep you all waiting. Had a few bridge duties to take care of. Not at all, Anders. Excellent. The Bellati system is on the way to the Tholian border, so when we arrive, we'll need to dispatch another ship. You can do that again. Do what again? They saw the multi-vector separation, sir. Ah, yes. Just once more. Resurgence is what we call a Hestia-class starship. Built for tactical operations, she can split into three smaller and individual attack ships. Tactical operations, attack ships. The Bellotti have not seen war in many, many years. Oh, don't worry, Rosaligo. Our warships are for defense only. We will be home in just under 50 increments. We should prepare to transport back to our flagship. Yes, we can continue our meeting in the Pelotti Capitol building. Sure. Oh, before I forget, I've been meaning to ask, what is Cleaver Doreb's function here? He is our, how do you say, enforcer. Ah, security. Yes, exactly. He does more than protect, however. He is also the best chef in Bolotti. Great. I look forward to tasting some of his cooking. Most delightful to hear, Anders. We look forward to sharing our cuisine with you. Great. Bridge to Commodore Onsby. We're arriving at the Bloody system now, sir. On my way. Onsby to Davali, are you ready? Yes, sir. Resurgence C, ready to kick some Tholian ass. <laughs> this is probably not the Tholians. Probably some Orion pirates or something. Yeah, you're probably right. Captain on deck. I'm getting tired of hearing that. Sorry? Not you. Godspeed, Doc. Owns me out. Approaching their son's only planet, Commodore. On main viewer. Wow. I didn't know what I expected, but it wasn't that. I thought it was Risa too, sir. It's Bilotti. I checked twice. I don't understand. Their world looks... perfect. Why can't they live on the surface? Scans show moderate levels of radiation, but nothing inoculation wouldn't take care of. Maybe... Maybe the vegetation just adapted, and our sensor rays is malfunctioning. <sighs> Sir, our sensors were not malfunctioning. 
They were slightly misaligned by 0.0003%. All right, Holden, calm down. Transporter room one to bridge. Bridge here. Our guests are safely aboard their own vessel, sir. Great. Report to the bridge and bring your bar as well. Advance, Commodore. Holden. How would you like to experience an alien culture? I thought you were taking Andrew. Well, I'm probably going to want a scientist down there with me. And I'd much rather have a lieutenant in command of what's left of my ship than an ensign. No offense. None taken, sir. I look forward to doing some diplomacy with you. <laughs> Good to hear. Bring a tricorder. You have been listening to Renewal, a Star Trek fan production. Episode 4, Out of the Pan, written by Aaron McDonald. The cast of this episode features the voice talents of Andrew Gearing as Admiral Anders Ownsby, Christian Martin as Commander Kamarta, Jason Markowitz as Dr. Adam Diwali and Lieutenant Andrevik, Ark Flowers as Lieutenant Snyder, Austin Clark as Ensign Simon Holden, Crimson Charlie as Chief Tan, Terminator as Ensign Bridges, Max Noble as Lieutenant Commander Nibu Zohar, Jim Raynor as Depeck, Dennis Riley as Chief Vanor, Julie Marie Perrette as the computer, Alpha 8 as Leto, Simon Squire as Ensign Cadmus Esposito, Nisa Vera VA as Lieutenant Alexandria Watts, Dr. Shabaster as Ambassador Ton, Jason Fella as Admiral Taliban, Latwu as Kron, Debug as Balaran, Hanny Eden as Shaness, Mushroom One as Miss Ton, and Christopher Cones as Kotath. The episode was edited by Chase C, and the music was composed by Ellen Amaro Music. Renewal, a Star Trek fan production, was created by Andrew Gehring and Aaron McDonald, based on Star Trek The Next Generation by Gene Roddenberry, and Star Trek Online, developed by Cryptic Games. No rights infringement intended. Subscribe to this production wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to Rift Point's YouTube channel, or follow us on social media at the links in the episode's description. We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope to see you again next time in the Rift. Star Trek and all related marks, logos, and characters are owned by Viacom CBS Incorporated. Rift One Productions, website, promotion, and or any exhibition of material created by Rift One Productions are not endorsed, sponsored, or affiliated with Viacom CBS or the Star Trek franchise.